Stokes here. Walks across the dead ball line. Now sprints back for Manly. Up he goes. Changes direction. This is rugby league, folks. Have a look at it. Links up with Cherry Evans. And still on for Manley. Away from Hess. Kicks in field. Look who's there. Tom. I'm happy with that. My goodness. Hello and welcome to the SC Playbook Podcast, proudly brought to you by Pat and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. I'm your host, Tim Williams. We've made it to the first week of head-to-head finals. Uh, hopefully you snuck into the top eight or the top four there. Minor premierships have been decided. Wooden spoons have been decided. Here to talk through it with me, as always, is 2019 NRL Supercats champion, Desi Creek. Desi, how are you, mate? I'm good, Timmy. Um, speaking of head-to-head finals, I'm sitting nice and cosy in the top spot in the SC Playbook head-to-head league. So uh, mm-hmm. my condolences go to the Spy and Clem, who just didn't quite cut the mustard with, with the rest of us. Yeah, actually, I'll throw to an early question from uh, the one and only Nick Moon. You might be able to help out here, Desi. Um, he says, how does the SC Playbook in-house league final system work? He says it looks a top eight system. That means the spy misses out. Do you understand how that works or what? Yeah, I mean, it's a tough question, but yeah, that's looking <laughs> to be the case, Mooney. Um, yeah, it just wasn't spy's year. He had a good run last year, but we know how tough it is to kind of back up a top 100 finish, so... He's not. Uh, he's just not doing it. I love poking fun at the spy when he's not here to defend himself, but but uh, we'll get uh, get him on next week to have a bit of crack. Desi, mate, we're recording in the, the AM this week, and I was a bit concerned for your welfare. How are you finding it this early on? Yeah, as you can tell, I'm a bit dusty, but I've got a cup of tea here, so I'm raring to go, yeah. But um, a good week for me in Supercoach, scored 11.99, so I'm up to 329th overall. Um Avoided the captaincy on Munster, uh, went uh, on Cleary, sorry, went Munster in the end, um, which was nice. And also Jacob Kiraz scoring 144, definitely a highlight. Um, just, yeah, lots of good super coaches jumped off him. Um, and I held on, faith in the doggies, and just seeing him go over for that hat-trick try, what a good try that was. Um, and I think I'm going to play him every week from now until the end. Um, even the Cowboys this week, he's looking juicy for Desi, we laugh at your ludicrous takes most weeks. One of them was the doggies to, to make a charge towards the top eight and win a plenty of games on the, the run home. And uh, more often than not, you happen to be spot on and you were spot on with that one. So great call and huge hold on Kiraz on that one. Also with us today is Quantium CEO Adam DeRussi. Ads, how are you, mate? I'm very well, Tim. Thank you. And um, speaking of our league, I see that we're playing each other in the quarterfinals this week. So hopefully this time yeah. next week you'll be out as well. Yeah, I was going to say, I can't, yeah, leave I'm I'm the, I can't leave him missing out on the top four spot in that one, but some pretty, uh, between Stevie Hevener, the Fish, all going very well. It's a hotly contested league, so, mate, I'll send you on your way with the Spy after this week, and then we can leave it to the big dogs for the rest of the season, give you an early holiday. Ads, mate, uh, I wanted to bring up as well, you joined the, the Canterbury Bulldogs board this season quite recently. How are you finding all that so far? Yeah, it's great, mate. I'm um, obviously a big fan of the club, so I've loved the club since I was a... A young fellow going on the hill of Belmore as a boy. So, um, yeah, I've always loved the club. Uh, I think there's a lot of really positive things happening. So, yeah, it's great to be involved. It's just nice to be able to make a contribution. So, yeah, I'm really enjoying it, actually. It's obviously nice when um, the team's winning as well. So, since I joined, we've managed to have some success on the field. Nothing to do with me. It's just been good timing. So, it's um, yeah, it's been really good in the first couple of months. 
Their, uh, their win rate since you joined is outstanding. Have you been down on field in, in Gus Gould's ear and Mick Potter's ear and you know saying just get Karaz's hands on the ball, big minutes into Maxi King, uh, give TPJ a licence to offload, these sorts of things? No, I don't get involved in that level. But, um, but yeah, they are playing well. Actually, there's some really good things happening. And like I say, and it's actually just, I think for all Bulldogs fans, it's actually just exciting to watch the team at the moment. Like seeing... Uh, Birdo and Addo Carr connecting the way they're connecting. Yeah, they're just scoring some great footy tries. And actually hear blokes like yourselves and so on actually talking about the dogs in a positive way and talking about <laughs> enjoying the way we're playing footy. It's great. So, um, yeah, look, it's it's good because you see all these people put in really hard work. So it's, it's nice to see it um, come off. Not easy being a footy club. For sure, mate. It's been a tough few years for the doggies, obviously. Uh, so great to see them coming good and hopefully continues for the rest of the season into next year because, geez, they're looking promising. The Kuma Stallions, uh, really disappointing week, actually. 1,062 points, dropped to 543rd overall. So after being pretty well placed a few weeks back, I think that uh, shot for the top spot is in absolutely all sorts at the moment. Uh, had a few excuses in recent weeks with your Pappenhaus and Skippers and your Pongers this week. Boys just didn't get up for me. Uh, no excuse. Gave a bit of a slap over the head after the game. And I think they'll be fired up coming into round 21. On today's show, dropping the uh, super, talking about the Supercoach relevant team news. Our topic for the day, a pretty straightforward one. All the questions this week around Nathan Cleary and who his best replacements are. We'll be giving our rankings around who we think should be coming in there. Our hot topics, as usual, ads will be talking about somebody's ownership stats, remaining trades in the top-ranked sides. Paddy from Mortgage Choice, the lesser half of the infamous Pat and George from Mortgage Choice, drops in. Georgie Boy was out of action, so couldn't get him in this week. Paddy's a top 20 Supercoach finisher uh, in the past, so he's going to give us his Hail Mary Superpod for the run home. We'll drop our round 21 trades and skippers uh, and then jump into a few listener questions. Fellas, let's get stuck into the team news. First one is that Selwyn Cobbo finally returns from a concussion for the Broncos. On the wing, Paddy Carrigan out four weeks suspended for that hip drop tackle. Uh, nothing too relevant in terms of Carrigan, although, I mean, he was playing big minutes already, but I think that all but assures Payne has big minutes on the run home as the Bronx look to lock in a top four spot. Desi, fair bit happening at the Melbourne Storm with David Nofaluma slotting in on the wing there. Uh, very timely for a game against the Titans this week. Tyron Wishart at fullback. Brandon Smith returns off the bench. Desi, any interest in Nofa as a bit of a super pod for the run home? Um, yeah, there's definitely interest there, but I'm not sure I would bring him in just yet. Um, I'm actually not super... I'm not as confident as people in this Titans matchup. I think they might give Melbourne a little run, but... Um, that's not to say that Monster and Grant and your usuals won't score big. They'll beat them considerably, but um, I just remember matchups in the past, um, Melbourne versus the Titans, where Monster's gone 40 50. Mm. So I remember Walsh captained him, he slapped the captaincy on him, and he got about a 40. Um, so, you know, stranger things have happened, but um, yeah, Melbourne, with, with the cheese back, they should get some fast play the balls, which is the main thing. Ads, what's your take on the Storm and Noffer in particular, mate? Because, I mean, we'll talk about probably your, your Munsters and definitely Jerome Hughes and Harry Grant later on in the show, but um, I just, the Storm have to have to be up for this one at Amy Park. As uh, Desi said, Brandon Smith back in the side there, great for the ruck speed and the play ball there. Um, like, I'm pretty tempted to maybe go a Cam Munster type as captain. Do you think it'll be a, a whitewash and do you think Noff is a, a buy opportunity or are you in Desi's camp where the Titans might show up a little bit here? 
No, I'm not in Desi's camp there. Like, even if they turn up, they can maybe turn up and score some points, but I just, I just mm. haven't seen them stop points. Like, they're just leaking so. I mean, I watched them pretty close against the Bulldogs a couple of weeks ago, and then on the weekend again. Like, they're just to me, they're just conceding way too many points. So, I think they're a great opportunity to kind of be playing against. In saying that, I don't know if I'd be bringing in Mafaluma. Like, trades are so low. Is he really the guy I'd want to be using one of my mm. final trades on? Like, I. How much more expensive is Adam Dewey in the centres versus? He's only about seventy odd k more. Yeah, so so for me, no, that's a that's an easy pass. Noffa versus Dewey because Dewey's still going to be a massive pod. I'd be going Dewey in front, instead of mm. um, Nofaluma, but yeah, but but I've had no luck with Nofaluma over the years. The other year when he absolutely killed it, I wasn't on him. Then I brought <laughs> him in and he did nothing. So I've got no idea with that bloke. Good to see the Alex Johnston curse is continuing for you because he keeps scoring try after try as well. Um, yeah. At the yeah, mainly we'll get more to sort of the storm contingent there. But Cam Munster, every chance I will, I'm sure we get confirmation before the weekend, but he could be kicking goals there as well. So I'm pretty enticed by that one. The Raiders were scoring points for fun last weekend, so uh, I'd hate to see what the storm might do to them. At the Sharks. Lockie Miller, brushed as fullback. He's been named, I believe, as 18th man. Desi K. Dykes is the man to come in. He's bottom dollar making his debut, I believe it's his debut, at 175K. Um, for people looking to make two trades, maybe to free up money and then make a big play elsewhere, is Dyke someone you'd be, you'd be looking to go to this week or do you want to see a little bit, little bit more? Because uh, he's lightning quick. He's going to a Sharks team who are scoring plenty of points and have a really soft run home. Uh, what's your take there? Um, I was a bit more keen on Miller because we'd seen him and we saw mm. that he had you know roughly 10 tackle boss in 20-odd runs when he played. So, um, yeah, I just haven't seen Dykes play in person um, or at all, to be honest. So, yeah, I, I'd kind of want to wait and see on that one. But I guess for people who are desperate for money to bring in a gun, then it would be kind of appropriate. But, yeah. This time of year is kind of you don't want to bring in any more cheapies. You just want to go gun, gun, gun. That's it, mate. And of course, we we do take a bit of an overall focus on this podcast. Need to try and be a little bit more head to head at times. This week in particular, being uh, head to head finals week one. So we'll try and do that when possible. But uh, take everything we say with the context of you're in a must win head to head final, which a lot of people will be. Uh, the opinions might sway a little bit on that one. Adam Elliott name for the. Raiders, despite picking up a little bit of a hip injury this week, but he is expected to play at this stage. Uh, Ads at the Panthers, Jerome Luai out, Nathan Cleary out. How do we see this impacting uh, the masses of super coach contingent at the Panthers between your kickouts, your Taylor Major, your Brian Tottos? Uh, very interesting to see what happens there because the Panthers also have a pretty tough run home. It's just so hard to tell, isn't it? Because we. Last week's game didn't really give us much of a gauge because obviously Lua was out, but then Cleary was off, so it was just it's a bit hard to tell. Mm. I mean, Isaac Targo still played bloody well, so yeah, he he still proved he could score regardless of what happened. I mean, I think, but aren't most teams in the same boat again? That uh, I guess I guess you can you can bench players, but I'm I'm still looking at playing all of those guys. You said I've got Toto, May, Tungo, Kiko. I'm, gonna, I'm still playing all of them in in front of someone like. Zach Lomax this weekend, just because of mm. matchups. I still think Penrith. Um, sorry, I know you're a Raiders fan, mate, but I still think they can score okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, obviously, if you if you had them as any pods, they'd, they'd be pretty handy any pods if you're in that position already, given the given the injuries yeah. and suspensions. I- 
I think that's it, mate. It's, I'm not too concerned in the sense that the whole four packs there, they're still going to get their momentum through the middle. Cleary's kicking game will be something they'll miss uh, enormously. But these outside backs, they might just get early ball and, and Viliam Kikia getting early ball. So I'm not overly concerned, but you're, you're right. Anyone who has antipodded these sorts of players will be pretty happy about it. Desi, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm, I'm the opposite. I'm totally off Penrith. The, I've cleaned them completely out of my team. Um, and I've only got one cowboy in Tamalolo as well, so... Top two teams are just a no-go. I think they'll kind of breeze into into the finals. They'll try and hold their top four spots, obviously. Penrith's already got it all but locked up, so I don't think they'll be too concerned about smashing some teams on the run home here. I think they'll take it pretty easy. Mm. One play that it is relevant for, I think, I've seen people asking questions about selling Appy Coruscant. Uh With those two main playmakers out, I think Appy takes a lot of the attack on himself. I think he'll run a lot of the ball. Uh, so I think Appy would be a really handy pod to have for the run home. Wouldn't be buying him, but if I owned, uh, I'd certainly be holding on. Stephen Crichton returns at centre. We believe he's kicking goals at this stage again. I'm sure we'll get confirmation before the weekend, but uh, that's significant for anyone looking to maybe go Sean O'Sullivan as a pod, but we will confirm that one. At the Cowboys, Kyle Feltz out. Always funny the supercoach ramifications that the, the, the some of these Cowboys players have that seem pretty minor. Felt out basically to me means that, well, Hamiso Tabuifito comes onto the wing, Jake Granville to the bench. Uh, that means, A, Scott Drinkwater, no chance of going to the bench. And Jake Granville on the bench means that with the Cowboys with a soft few weeks coming up, may mean some early spells for Reese Robson if the Cowboys are getting out some leads. Um, but again, like Robson's been playing 80 regardless, so not not a huge concern on Robson. Uh, and the last one, Adzi, I don't know if you got onto him, but Fanua Pole starting at lock for the Tigers. Uh, a very minor win for anyone who owns him because anyone short on depth, if he can be punching out 40 or 40 to 50 minutes, it uh, doesn't hurt uh, in place of Jackson Hastings there. Yeah, I do have him. I mean, I'm not going to start him this week, but if he can stay there, it'll be good for depth, as you say, because... Chances are we're going to need to be starting some of those blokes like that mm. by around um, 25. So, yeah, I was, I was happy to see that because he just looks like one of those guys, if he, if he gets minutes, he'll, he'll um, just keep racking up and a decent score if he gets more minutes. He's got some serious go in him. And I tell you what, if he can deliver me sort of 40 to 45 points in round 25, if squads are decimated, we'll take it. Uh, yeah, speaking sure. of front row forward depth, Andrew Fafida punching out 60 for the Kuma Stallions on the weekend. Obviously didn't play him, but uh, I'll be going a sideways trade to Joe Tapney for him in a couple of weeks with that form. Guys, we've had uh, we've had some very generous listeners wanting to donate uh, to the website for all the work that goes on uh, behind the scenes. Very much appreciated. But as I've told all of those people, if you're subscribing to the site, that's more than enough to make sure we keep the spy happy at the end of every season. Uh, prices have dropped to $20 for the rest of the season. If you're not a subscriber and wanted to support the site uh, for the back end of the year, uh, you'll get yourself your extra articles, access to our subscriber-only WhatsApp group, and obviously a leg up into the head-to-head finals with that sort of feedback, including our uh, Thursday afternoon Q&A with all the subscribers, which is a, a great little concept there and had good feedback on that. To do so, just head to the menu on our site and follow the link. As always, though, I say it each and every week, but uh, if you're listening each week and reading the content, that's more than enough support for us. So we just hope you're all enjoying it uh, and that we get you through the Head Dead Finals with a bit of help. Fellas, let's get stuck into our topic for the week, and it is Nathan Cleary replacements. Now, the way I see it, there's a lot of different jewels that you can swing to make this happen, but with a lot of people only wanting to make one trade, it's either a straight halfback replacement or a lot of people would have Nico Hines at fullback that they could swing. So uh, we'll touch on plenty, but basically it'll be the halfback and fullback replacements 
for Nathan Cleary. Desi, I'll start with you, mate. Who do you like as potential halfback replacements for Nathan Cleary? Well, I think, yeah, Nico Hines is number one. I'm just going based on top five, out and out, um, not worrying about ownership here. I've got Hines there. He's just got the the dream run home. He's mm. scoring 80s with just one try assist, 90s with one try assist. Um, I think he's yeah, the main captaincy option for the run home now with Cleary gone, Pappenhausen gone, no no turbo. Um, or, yeah, or even Joey Manu, actually. Um, number two, I've gone for Cherry Evans. This is just halfback so far. Cherry Evans, I think, yeah, he's had two two pretty rough games where he scored low, but before that, he was averaging 65 pretty comfortably. Um, and he had two big tons when he had the goal kicking, but he's not going to get that. But I still think Manly's got something to prove. Um, I think they'll come out and beat the Eels pretty pretty easily this week, actually, with no Moses there. Um, with Olakawadu, those boys will be fired up. The, yeah. the Manly boys who missed out last week, I think they'll come out and put on a show at Brookie. Um, I'll probably be down there for it. <laughs> Um, number three, I've got Jerome Hughes. I just think he's also been averaging quietly well the whole season. Um, and he's taking them the line a bit more in recent weeks. He's having, you know, 10 runs a game now, which is exactly what you want from your halfback. Um, and I'm sure he'll poke through sooner or later. Melbourne just need him. And he's, yeah, he's a big game player. He'll, he'll step up. And would he'll you, produce. Would you say, Desi, is there much of a gap uh, between Chez and Jerome Hughes for you? Um, no, no, not much at all. Um, I'm just going Cherry because I just want a manly player in my team. But people, <laughs> a lot of people will go Hughes for sure, especially with that matchup against the Titans this week. Um, Most traded in player this week, Jerome Hughes. Yeah. I mean, I think if they were playing Penrith or someone like that, he wouldn't be. If Manly had the Titans, it would, it would be... Um, Cherry as the most traded in. So I think it's just based on on matchup. People are trading. Um, number four, I've gone Sammy Walker. Um, I started with him. I think a few of us did. Um, you boys might have as well. Um, yeah. I just think he's got that big score in him. He's got the 140, 150 that you're looking for at this time of year. Only five rounds left. Um, but I also don't want to overload in on... Roosters players, I've already got three or four of them. So, um, yeah, it might be a bit too much getting him when you already have Teddy, Manu, Angus, those those sort of guys, Suwali. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's certainly he, – they've got a bit of a rough draw, so that's the only thing that's kind of off-putting about him. Yeah. Um, number five, I've gone Jamal Fogarty. Um, Ooh, the fog. Yeah, I, I just think with the goal-kicking and Raiders – kind of right on the teetering on the top eight. They're just going to have to continue winning games. They'll be playing their top team every week and looking to come out and win. They're playing really hard. Um, yeah, and I think they've got some points in them, the Raiders, for sure, with Tarpany. He's basically a walking mozzie repellent, just swatting people <laughs> away. Um, but yeah, th- those are my top five for halfback. Fullback, I've also got Heinz, number one, obviously, for obvious reasons. Um, number two, I've actually gone Joey Manu. Yeah. Um, also, for obvious reasons, he's also just swatting people like flies. When someone's tackle busting that much, you really have to just pay attention. 
Um, and he scored 100 with just a try, which is incredible. Any, I, mean, I think I know your answer here, Desi, and I'm just trying to uh, make myself feel a little bit better. But uh, any reservation in the fact that he's very highly owned at 800, I think he's about $880,000 playing centre? No, I don't think so. Just a lot of people are going to have him in head-to-head finals. If you don't have him in head-to-head he's, and he slaps up a 130, 140, you're dead and buried. Mm. I, I just don't think he's the guy to antipod. He's just playing way too well. Good call. Um, he's a good, very good head-to-head play for you. No, I, I rate that. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's certainly burnt you this season, hasn't he, Timmy? Thanks for reminding me, Des. <laughs> <laughs> Both thanks, of you. Thanks, um, <laughs> yeah, Desi, climbs into the top 400 ahead of us, and uh, first time all season just about, and he starts chirping. <laughs> Five rounds to go, Desi boy. Oh, uh, he's just the one guy I said he was mm. He was the guy I was spruiking all season, so I've got to kind of reap the rewards there. No, no, you um, did, mate. Uh, number three, I've gone Jimmy Tedesco. Um, he's basically the same as Manu. They're, bo- they're both averaging around 80. Um, You've got Manu you- ahead of Tedesco. Yeah, well, he's averaging more, so... Mm. You know, it's not a, it's not like a five round average. It's a twenty round average now. He's still beating him. Yeah, fair call. Um, number four, I've gone the trail. Um, tough run for the bunnies, but he's still playing well. He's yeah, his work rate's really low though. That's the only concern. I think he still might be carrying kind of or going easy on on his injury there. He had six runs. I know he got moved to centre for a while, but he had six runs on that game on the weekend. It's it's a little bit concerning with their their run home after this week, isn't it? Yeah, but you'd expect him to just try and get his hands on the ball a bit more against the tougher teams. Well, that's what I'm expecting anyway. Um, and he's yeah, he's still just got that explosive power where he mm. can still score 106 runs. So if he t- has 20 runs, who knows what he could score? Yeah. Um, and number five, I've gone Val because he's just looking so rock solid right now. Cool. He looks like he's going to score 80 every week. There um, it's there are so many options, and I'm absolutely – like there's not even a Ruben Garrick on that list, maybe because he was so highly owned or whatever, but there's – the end of this Supercoach season, it's blown so wide open, and I think there's going to be some huge ranking things we're going to see overall uh, in the run home. Ads, who do you like as the best clear replacement starting with halfbacks? Well, to be honest, there's not a lot to add to what Des said, right? Like Des went through all the halfbacks and fullbacks, and I pretty much agree. The main thing mm-hmm. I would say is I would be – I reckon that those fullbacks you went through and I reckon some other centres and five-eighths I think look better than all of those other halfback options. So, yeah, Nico Hines is a clear number one at halfback. But I wouldn't – I'd much rather be bringing in anyone I was missing out of, Teddy, Luttrell, Holmes, Manu, Munster, depending on your duels, all those guys in front of – DCE or Hughes. I know I know Desi got a rap on DCE, but mate, Manly could implode, mate. That, those guys could they'll be fact <laughs> they'll be also within within Brookvale. So um I, I, I wouldn't be bringing in DCE myself. I'd I'd be bringing those other guys. So for me personally, I actually had um I was in that great position having Cleary and Moses, so I've had to bring in two. So I've brought in Munster and Jeez, that's Trell, stiff, mate. Yeah, it was unlucky oh. one, but um that's, that's why you save trades, huh? So at least I could bring in. <laughs> in some ways, I don't mind because at least now I've got Munster finally and I've got Luttrell. The main thing I did last week was trade out, um, bring back Mam back in. Once I saw Cleary go down, I brought Mam back in and got rid of Cody Walker just so that I then could bring Munster in this week. So yeah, that was nice. the first time I've been able to use that 
kind of option of reversing a trade to, to another trade mid mid round. So good, uh, good eyes up, Supercoach there, mate. Yeah, that helped. So at least at least <laughs> so I've got, I've got just a four months from the trial. So that's, that's what I'm going to do. But I, I'd be going those centres and five eights and fullbacks in front of DC or Hughes myself. Add that I'm not bringing in the trail this week. That matchup with the Warriors, which like. It couldn't bode any better for Latrell and Bunny's players because the Warriors have just turned their team completely around. Blokes all over. I think Wade Egan's been named at 5'8". Whether it runs out like that, we'll see. Um, dream matchup for Latrell this week. After that, the draw gets tough. Uh, how do you feel about that for Latrell paying uh, top dollar for him? Well, because I'm coming 10,000th and I'm going to now focus on uh, head-to-head in our Supercoach League, yeah. League. I yeah. feel great because I'm up against Shit, you. I forgot. I forgot we were playing each other. No, and, I've got, and we've got and that team's pretty similar. So I'm going to have the trill and you won't. So I'm feeling oh, pretty good. You could <laughs> score 300 in this game. Well, let's hope he well, does. It. Funnily enough, I I held Cody Walker basically for this game. So it's time for Cody to step up and deliver after a tough year by his Supercoach standards. The problem is. Cody does all the work on the inside. Latrell swoops out the back and just tips on and gets the try assist every time. So uh, it doesn't help me at all. Um, Don't, forget go- Don't forget the goals. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, I'm a bit similar to you boys in that Nico and Teddy are just like your clear top two. If you don't own either of them already, get them in. Ruben Garrick and Joey Manu, I think, are next on that list. Garrick has shown that even in losses, he can score well. So I think with a full side back on deck, a great go. Joey Manu needs no further explanation, uh, as Desi said, especially for head-to-head players. After that, uh, basically, blokes, Val Holmes on the weekend scored 89 points. Watched that game very closely. He scored his – sorry, set up his try. Outside of that, he hardly touched the ball. I couldn't believe he got to 89. So uh, I pulled the trigger on Isaac Tungo to him and was very, very relieved to, to have done that. Uh, after that, I think Drinky, I couldn't believe people sold him off last week. He made those owners uh, regret that pretty quickly with a ton. Uh, and then I don't mind DCE either. I think Desi Hasler will get me in the up for the run home for some soft games. I think DCE will take this very personally, uh, all the criticism on the club, as mainly, you know, they handle adversity quite well. And I think DCE can finish with a bang. So that's the way I see it. Um, but as I said, there's plenty of options out there, Ads. Yeah, so none of us mentioned Dewey because I reckon a lot of teams are going to have the flexibility of moving Hines mm. to halfback and then one of Manu or Garrick or Holmes or something to fullback. So Dewey's the other guy that um, if you were looking for like a real pod difference on the way home, I think he's he's got to be um, got to be up there in the conversation. Like I'd bring in Dewey over Garrick myself just for something different. Yeah, well, I was bet being. Um... Being the dual centre five eight, I was going to wait for him for later, but let's talk about him now because Dewey's a guy I'm really keen on this week. Goes against my super coach beliefs of, of bringing attacking players from lowly ranked teams, but obviously with Jackson Hastings out, Luke Brooks out, Desi, this is Adam Dewey's just team to completely run. The Tigers, they've been really good the last two weeks. You know, knocked off the Broncos at Suncorp effectively. Well, they should have knocked off the Cowboys in Townsville. Um, I am real keen on Dewey. What are your thoughts? Yeah, you know what? I'm bringing him in. Mm. I'm bringing in Adam Dewey. Um, like I said, I'm clearing out my Penrith players. I'm bringing in Cherry for uh, for Nathan Cleary, and I'm trading Taylor May, which I'm, I'm sort of on the fence about. I, I'm think I'm tossing up whether I sell Lomax instead, but I just think I'm going to go all in on Penrith not 
going particularly well on the run home. I think they'll still win games, but mm. um, yeah, I, I'm bringing in Dewey. I, I've seen enough. Um, last week, I was a bit hesitant because he didn't have any tackle boss, but he was he definitely had them against the Broncos. And you know, he's he, anyone who can score 120 at center, you basically borderline need. He's he's pretty much a must-have in my eyes. Yeah, he looks unbelievable. So he finished last season with, he got injured in his final game of the year. Prior to that, he had scores of 99, 86, 97, 80, 154, and 97. So that's, what, six games in a row of 80 points or above, including a score of 154. So, mate, I am so keen on Adam Dewey this week. And, again, we'll get to skippers a little bit more later on, Desi, but... um, Again, the matchup against the Knights, the Tigers have a soft run home. Uh, he's got to be a skipper contender as well this week, doesn't he? Um, uh, I don't know if I'd go that far just yet. He still mm. hasn't played that many kind of 80-minute games this year. And, yeah, the Knights obviously is a juicy matchup, but I think there's also other really good options around like Munster, Hines, and Luttrell, who I just put ahead of Dewey mm. just based on how many games they've played compared to him. But yeah, if you really want to just throw a spanner in the works and ch- chase that head-to-head win, I can see many doing it. Yeah, I, I won't be probably ever captaining a Tigers player in my Supergoat side, I don't think. But yeah, games against the Knights, Sharks, Roosters, Dragons and Raiders. It's a pretty nice run home uh, for Dewey, who could go nuts. So love him as a trade-in. As, as you said, availability at centre uh, is just enormous in that one. Guys, I had a little chat to Paddy from Mortgage Choice uh, earlier in the day. A warm welcome to the SC Playbook podcast to proud sponsor Pat from Mortgage Choice. No Georgie. Patty, where's Georgie boy? Mate, after his uh, shocking point of difference tips in the last few appearances, I think he's too scared to uh, to come on. Justin Olam, how about that shocker? <laughs> Coming from a bloke who tips into Ruben Garrick earlier in the season, mate, I have not heard the end of that when you got him at about 2% ownership early on before his price dropped. Uh, mate, how are you going? Good, mate. Good. I've got a, I've got a real good point of difference play for you today. I've, uh, I've got a good one. Mate, there's a few super coaches out there sitting around the top 100, 200, 300, 400, 500 uh, who are looking for a Hail Mary sort of play, a super pod, not just under 20% ownership or 10%, a real low one. Mate, as I said, you got us Garrick early in the season. Who do you like this time around? Mate, one of the best buys, I reckon. Can't go past him. Callum Ponger, eh, Timmy? Mate. Good one. Uh, mate, been good having you on the show. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... yeah. No, I'll, I'll give you some real expert advice. I'm not about those rubbish tips. I've got to back up <laughs> Garrick again. So, um, you know, I'm thinking this guy, 2.1% ownership, yeah, you hate to love him, Ben Hunt. Um, he's had a real good season. Could even be a Dally M contender. Um, you know, Dragons finishing into the finals. They've got a few uh, a few doozies coming up, so it could be a good buy. Yeah, you hate to love him as a as a New South Welshman with him being a Queensland and what he did to us in origin. But I don't hate it, mate. Nathan Cleary, obviously, looking for a replacement for him. And I don't think there'll be many go to Benny Hunt, but we know what he's capable of in Supercoat. So Dragons have a reasonable run home. Uh, I've heard worse, uh, especially from you, mate, uh, off air. So, uh, <laughs> hey, mate, while we've got you here, a uh, little bit of a, an exclusive. You've got an offer for SC Playbook listeners, uh, an event coming up uh, with Mortgage Choice and uh, another mob. Yeah, mate, uh, opportunities don't come around like this often, I tell you. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, 
it's a real treat for your listeners. Now, look, a lot of the people that we speak to, they're not sure how to start, where to start. Um, they've heard people talking about investing in property. They know that investing a property is a good way to get rich, but how do they do it, right? Um, so what we've done is we've partnered with a research development company called Blue Wealth Property. Now, these guys are absolute machines at finding out, analyzing the market, where to buy, when to buy, and basically how to do it. Um, now, we're going to go through and do an exclusive event, and we've kept some tickets aside free of charge for the SC Playbook listeners, so they're going to need to get in quick. Now, just to give you a little touch-up, Timmy, on what we're actually going to be going through on the night, we're going to go through what are the numbers you need to know, how to find them, yep. what makes an investment property the best opportunity for actually building your wealth, how much money do you need to hold an investment property, and then really what's happening in the mo- in the market at the moment. So where's the best place to buy, what cities are doing well, what cities have g- growth potential, and we're going to go through just all the basics as well. It's going to be an awesome night, mate. Yeah, love it, mate. I know uh, Tony from Blue Well supporting the Beers and Break Even podcast with myself and the Guru this season. He's actually jumping on the podcast uh, this week, so it'll be good to have a chat to him. Mate, bit of a dream team forming there, so that is absolutely brilliant. Mate, for the SC Playbook listeners that are keen to get along to this and find out a little bit more about your side of things, uh, investing, all that, uh, where the economy's at, where the rate's at, all that stuff that I don't know about, I actually might be jumping along to this one. Uh, how can they get in contact? Mate, pretty easy, I, and I won't stress this enough, get in quick because we've put out all the tickets to our already existing clients as an exclusive, so there's only a few left. Basically, what you can do is we'll put the link on your website so you can get on and register yourself, or if that's too hard, just send us an Instagram message, Pat and George at Mortgage Choice. We'll register for you, and it will send you the confirmation and all the details. Now, it's going to be at Guy Mere Trades. For any of you Shire area locals, um, so it's a real good spot. We're putting on a bit of food and drink. So if anything else, and come down for a sausage roll um, and and have a listen to these guys speak. If Tony's on the podcast later today, you're going to see just get an insight to how good of a speaker he is, uh, mate. He's he's one of the best, and he knows his stuff. A free snag, a drink, and get to listen to you dribble on stage, mate. What more could you want? Hey, Paddy, that's all good, mate. And appreciate for that, that insight and the, uh, the the exclusive offer to the SC Playbook listeners. So thanks for the ongoing support this season. Uh, even, if, even without you, mate, Georgie boy, cheers for jumping on. No worries, Timmy. Take care. And guys, get in for this exclusive because it cannot be missed. Cheers, Paddy. See you, mate. Thanks to Paddy for that one. That bloke could talk underwater with a mouthful of marbles. Uh, absolute crack of a fella, though. So if you do need to get in touch with them uh, and are interested, give them a call. And thank you for that offer, which is an absolute belter for SC Playbook listeners. Lads, let's get stuck into our hot topics for the week. And ads, we'll start off with your true player ownership stats. And you have some numbers around uh, trades remaining amongst top-ranked teams. I do, mate. All right, let's have a quick look at the ownership stats. So Val Holmes is now owned by about 50% of teams. So the top, pretty much across the whole top 10,000, actually. So Val Holmes is now pretty well owned. Um, What's Adam Dewey? Adam Dewey is 2%. 2% across everything. 2% of the top 100, 2% of the top 1,000, 10,000, all of it. So he's genuine pod. Matt Burton's now up to... 13% of the top 100. 
So for anyone who brought him in last week, that gives you an idea of how much of a pot he is. Bit less than I okay. anticipated. I thought um, I thought Birdo might have more people to flock to him last week, Ads. Yeah, I thought maybe too, but I'm, I'm happy only 13% because I'm an owner, so I'm happy to have that yeah. at 13%. Um, Cleary's owned by 94% of the top 100, 97% of the top 1,000, so that's yeah, we expect that. And Mitchell Moses is owned by 8% and 6%. So, yeah, on average, players are missing more than one player there. Uh, mm, Cameron Murray's still a pretty good pot. He's still under 10% of the top 100. So he's at 9%. About 10% of what? team sold Olokawatu. 10% I reckon, sold him. Yeah, I reckon it's a rage trade myself. I, That's magic. Gun. Yeah. Um, about 12% of actually, teams brought in Payne Haas. Sorry, Des. I, I was happy that I sold Olokawatu to Cam Murray after I saw what Murray produced. I think it was a pretty solid trade in the end. Um but yeah, I, I did say Olukawadu probably comes out this week and runs straight over <laughs> the Eels Park. So I'm a, I'm a bit nervous of that. But I, I just think a guy who can score 80, Murray, with ease, you know, he doesn't need to score. If he scores, he goes 100 plus. So I'm, I'm kind of yeah, happy with that trader. He's a good he's a good player down as a potter. Eh? Like at this time of the year, that's that's gold. And then Harry Grant, Harry Grant went up under that 8%. So he's now he's now just under 80% of the top 100. And he's not playing like that. Like I, I love Harry nah. Grant, but he's he's averaging sixty over the last six weeks. Like he's not, he's he's like the ninth ranked hooker or something. He's not, he's not on. I fire. thought he was quite so, unlucky. He was quite unlucky mm. this week, though. He he missed the forty twenty by about an inch, and then he missed a try assist because of a finger, a, a touch on it. So that was had, that was very harsh. Like I think it flicked uh, Sofasol Amona's finger or shoulder or something. And went went back. It was the Jerome Hughes try. And he, I don't even yeah. know if he got a contribution for it. Yeah, that's yeah, a bit rough. He was he was inches away from going a hundred in that game. So salty owner, myself. Yeah. That well, is. Still, he, I, I still think you'll clean up this week against the Titans. Like Harry Grant against the Titans, just seems like. Yeah, yeah that's that's gold. So anyway, he's he's very heavily owned. Uh, in terms of trades left, we're now down to in the top ten. They average two point three. So the most that any team has so, – so there's two teams that have got one trade left. And remember, they've all got Cleary, so they're all going to have to burn a trade on Cleary. Yep. So basically they'll be down to one trade left. And so there's there's two teams that will have none. Um, there's there's only one team with four trades in the top 10. Far in the top out. 20, there's already three teams in the top 20 that already have no trades left. Oh. So they're gone, one, one of whom has um, – I think I tweeted about this poor bugger. He's got Cleary and Moses and he's got no trades. So he's gone. Uh, God. There's, there's one team in the top 20 with seven trades left. So that they, they could almost not be able to use it. And I think they've got a boost or two left as well. So so that seems, <laughs> that seems in good shape if there's injuries. They're, they're just praying for injuries. So, yeah, mm-hmm. basically teams are going to be out of trades. After Cleary, if one more player goes down, then you're really talking if you've got any trades left, you you a massive advantage, which let's face it, in the next five weeks, there are going to be more players get injured and get suspended. So, yeah, as we always know, trades are going to be invaluable. Yeah, Honest and it's up. a good point on uh, on mentioning how a 1.3, oh, sorry, 2.3 trades left this week. But I think if people have got a strong 17 this week, ads, uh, you know, maybe even a strong 18 or 19, and they're still picking and choosing. Um, you know, it's an option to to hold on to Nathan Cleary for a week and assess how these boats go. Uh, uh, Daly Tree Evans is one in particular that I'm sort of thinking, all right, 
I don't necessarily want him this week because I want to see how Manly come out of the tumultuous week that they've had or a couple of weeks now. Uh, a, a pretty awkward matchup against the Eels, albeit at Brookie Oval. It then goes into a really soft run home for them. So head-to-head players I get in week one of finals, they might be thinking that uh, they want to get a, another gun on deck with a nice matchup, be it a Latrell or someone like that. But the Panthers play at 5.30 on Saturday afternoon. So if you if you are looking if you are in a head to head battle and you're well placed, come Saturday afternoon, you think I've got this in the bag. Just hold on to Cleary and save that trade for next week, where it could be really important. You know, who knows who's going to go down injured or anything like that? So uh, just keep it in the the back pocket that you don't necessarily need to move him on this week. Um, but obviously, with all those great buys uh, on option, and it might be hard to to not. Uh, Ads, what ownership have you got for Jeremiah Nanai? Because he's now over $700,000. He's the fifth most traded in player this week. Uh, I have my reservations around him, but you can see why people are flocking to him after knocking out 150 last week. Yeah, so he's 3% of the top 100 and 2% of the top 1,000. So he's, he's a massive player. Yeah. Jeremiah Nanai, what are your thoughts on him, Desi? Buy or not? He's a little too expensive for mine. But he certainly just scores tries. He's a freak at try scoring, so um, I, I can see why people would do it. But his bases, I think you said it's like under forty per game, which is just outrageously low for a edge back rower. But the Cowboys are scoring points. Um, if they continue to score points, he's going to continue scoring tries. Is my theory. So uh, I can see why people are going to cough up seven hundred k for him. He's he's a decent shot with those ownership starts. Desi's probably the wrong person to ask about Cowboys questions. He still thinks the Cowboys <laughs> can get the wooden spoon this season, so um, <laughs> a little bit biased in the opposite way. Uh, and Joe Tappany, I know we've sort of gone the antipod route in recent weeks. He finally crossed for a try. That that had been coming for a long time now. We knew he had it in him. Uh, are we still on the antipod bandwagon, or Fard is becoming harder and harder not to own, isn't he? Oh, he's a gun. Like, oh, yeah, I wouldn't say I've been antipodding him. I just haven't been able to... I didn't want to burn a trade bringing him in, and I couldn't quite yeah. afford it. So I, I think, yeah, he's he's the number one uh, front rower to own at the moment. I'll, I'll hit, well, him and Papa Lee, but everyone's got him. But, yeah, I think, yeah, there's no way I'm any potting him. I think he's a gun. I just can't can't get him in my side, unfortunately. So he's certainly a player you'd worry about if you're up against him head-to-head. Mm. And, and I mean, even in saying that. 113 with a sin bidding, and so might 10 minutes less on the field and a sin bidding, and he's still got 113. I don't reckon the the Simbin impacted his minutes too much because I think that basically became his spell. So he, he came back and basically played the whole second half. Um, it might have been the whole second half or thereabouts, but even yeah. the minus points from it, it's oh, he's so good. And I think when we were sort of going against him, Ads, and talking about that trade, you know, Isaiah Papali'i, who we've all got in the front row, he turned up as well. Jason Tamalolo, who I've also got in the front row, he scored 76 and he's looking unbelievable. So you know, it's hard when you've got blokes like that going well. Do you want to be playing three front rowers? Uh, it'd be nice if you already had him, but he's a hard one when people have, as you said, 2.3 trades left to make that happen. Um, Desi, you've said you're trading out Taylor May. He's the second most traded out player this week. And I'm not too convinced on it. Uh, what's your take on Taylor May? Oh, he's in my side. I, if I you know, if I was assembling a side from scratch right now, I, I wouldn't have him in there. Like there's other guys mm. I'd rather... <laughs> Have in there, like I'd rather have an Adam Dewey in my side right now than Taylor May and that sort of stuff. But you know, obviously, I'm not going to trade him out just because I need to save trades. But yeah, I don't know. I keep waiting for him to, to score another ton, but it's been a while. Yeah, like if I was tossing, I think where I get tough is when I 
toss up, okay, who am I going to bench out of um, Isaac Tungo and May? And I think early on we think I'll keep the winger, and now I'm not so sure. I think you've got to play um, Tungo rather than May myself. Seems to be outscoring. You don't know what you yeah. both Yeah, it's becoming harder. I ended up selling Tungo last week. I was, I was a touch concerned just about being over-invested in Panthers players. As it turned out, as soon as Cleary went off, I'm sort of sitting there going, geez, if these boats can scrape together 40-odd, I'll take it. Um, it's a bit of a concern. Desi, you've said you're, you reckon uh, the Panthers basically having locked in that minor premiership or, or close enough to it that they could finish the year poorly and you're pretty happy to move Taylor May on uh, like the masses at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I, I've got nothing against Kurt Fools and uh, Sean O'Sullivan. They'll, they'll be good. I, I assume they'll still win games. You know, they're, they're very rock-solid little players and they'll, like you said, they <laughs> might even shift the ball earlier to the edges. So it's still a dangerous play by me, but... I've kind of got to go dangerous from, you know, 300th if I want to crack that top 100. And I, I wouldn't recommend trading them out to anyone with kind of under four or five trades left. I've un- I'm only doing it because I've got a couple up my sleeve. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, just, I think you both nailed it. It's just very luxury trade. Desi's got a few in hand, so it makes a little bit more sense there. Um, and, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens because Kurt Fall's named on the extended bench at the moment. He's coming back from injury. Uh, they've got Ye- Jamin Salmon there at 5'8". Uh, really intrigued to see who kicks goals, as we said. I think it'll be Stephen Crichton, uh, but we'll wait and see on that one. Fellas, let's get into our round one, 21 trades and skippers. Desi, you've touched on yours, but uh, what are your thoughts? Yep, um, obviously Taylor May to Adam Dewey. Luxury trade, but you know I'm just chasing chasing Dewey's <laughs> upside and his ownership stats are just you know too, too juicy to bypass. And I, I was considering waiting a week on Cherry Evans with his 140 break even, but I'm just I'm back in Desi to get Manly fired up for this one and Cherry to put Olakwadu over for three since I traded him out. So <laughs> I'm kind of hedging my bets against trading out Ola by bringing in Cherry. Yeah, I tell you what, on your you Cam Murray one there, you mentioned him earlier and how low Ads mentioned how low his ownership still is. It's just because there's been these Pappenhausen's go down, Cleary's go down. If there'd been a couple of weeks without these injuries, he'd be like 80% owned. People would have flocked to him, but they haven't had the opportunity. Uh, and there's your skippers. Um, at the moment, I'm going VC Teddy into C Munster. Mm. Nice. Uh, ads, trade, skippers. Uh, my trades are Munster and Latrell in for Moses and Cleary. So I don't have the luxury of the sort of things Des was talking about. I've got to make emergency Surgery to my team. But to be honest, with the, with those matchups this week for Latrell and um, Munster, it's like perfect timing, so it's all good, as much as I would love to have Dewey. And Captain, I probably did the same, I think. It's hard not to have um, Munster as Captain, in which case I'd have to VC Teddy as well, I reckon. Mm. Very nice. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, Kalen Ponga to Adam Dewey. I get shivers every time I mention that bloke's name at the moment. Uh, you watch. You'll come back next week and score about 180. Um, but, yeah, I'm thinking Ponga to Adam Dewey, shifting Ruben Garrick to fullback. That'll leave me with two trades for the run home. And then I'll have Nathan Cleary sitting there, Nico Hines at halfback. So, um, you know, be a little thin there in the halves or at halfback. But Nico, he'll be playing every game unless he gets injured on the run home or suspended. So hopefully we can get through there. But as I said, a couple of trades up the sleeve. And captain... I'm thinking Cam Munster to go nuts against the Titans. I want a real high upside bloke with a soft matchup because as a non-Latrell owner, uh, I think he's going to go massive and I need to try and match that as 
counteracted as best as possible this week. Uh, let's get stuck into a few questions for the week. First one, Desi Boy from Darren McNamara. Who to bring in between Hudson Young, Ronaldo Mulitalo, and Jesse Ramian? Which one would you go? Um, that's a really good question. Definitely not Hudson Young. It's between Mulitalo and Ramian with the Sharks draw. Um, Ramian, as we can, as we've seen a few times this season, he does have the propensity to go 140 if he goes in for two or three tries, but. Mm. I think Mulatalo probably more likely to go in for hat tricks, um, and he's had a quiet month. Mulatalo, um, I've been playing him um, over and over, but he's cracked out some thirties and forties in recent weeks. But I think with the easier opposition, um, he's going to start turning up again. So I'd go Ronnie. Yeah, very nice, mate. Uh, I'd I'd be Ronnie as well. Love Hutto Young. He's playing some unbelievable footy this season. Last week. They couldn't touch the bloke. Oh, they couldn't put him down, I should say. But, yeah, I think Molly Tarlow's the option there. A uh, question from Dylan Jamison. He says, what are Kikiao's scores without Cleary? <clears throat> Had a bit of a look into this one as far as this season goes. First three rounds of the year, no Nathan Cleary. He scored 87, 87, and 31. Then in round 13 and round 18, where there was no Cleary or Jerome Luai, he scored 86 and 102. So, basically... You know, if you're going on this season alone, I wouldn't be too concerned about his scoring uh, without the boys in the side. You know, as I said, maybe it does mean he just gets a lot more early ball and does a, a bit more destructive work, gets through a few more runs. So I wouldn't be too worried about Viliami kick out without his regular halves in the side. Um, Ads, I'll throw one to you. Desi's had a, a say on it. Jared Rose, is it possible to survive head to head finals without Joey Manu? Um. <laughs> I'm feeling okay this week because I'm up against you and the two of us don't have money. <laughs> but, oh, man, I mean, we just got it wrong, right? We just got it badly wrong. So I think uh, it's going to be tough to survive without him. But he's, he's so expensive yeah. now. I don't think you can bring him in that price either. So he's just he's just so expensive. Yeah. So I think if, if you're up against a head-to-head with him and the other guy had money and you didn't, you'd just be sweating. Sorry yeah, to those I'm- who don't have him. I apologise for actually bringing up that question, mate. Uh, it's just stupid of me. I'm just shooting myself in the foot here. Desi, Aaron Cross, Max King to Joe Tappany or Cry- Angus Crichton to Jeremiah Nanai? Uh, definitely King to Tappany. Um, I think Angus is a hold. <clears throat> and I don't, yeah, I, I think Angus and Nanai are kind of similar ish players. Angus has better base. Um, he just hasn't been finding the holes, but Nanai has, and it could change in a heartbeat. You know, Angus could go in for a 120 this week. You never know. And Tapani is just much more solid player than Nanai. Mm. So I think that's the bigger upgrade. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there, Desi. A question from Abdul, and also a question from Elliot, which I can tie in together. Desi gave his thoughts on Fogarty earlier, but adds, I'll throw it to you. Cleary to Fogarty as a pod play. Raiders run home looks good, he says. Uh, and then Elliot went on to say Jack Whiten for the run home. Any interest in the Raiders halves uh, with the mighty milk on the out? Um, no, <laughs> Choose your words no. carefully, mate. No, I mean, Jack Whiten, Jack Whiten is a <laughs> fantastic footballer, just not a super coach relevant footballer. So, no, none, none there. And Fogarty, no, none, none from me. I think there's – like we went through so many players before – that were good options to come in, and um, Fogarty wouldn't be in the top ten for me, and that's not bagging him. Like there's just ten other awesome options, including the likes of Dewey, who's about the same price. So, yeah. Hmm. So. Uh, question you, from what about you? 
Not a chance, mate. As I love Jack Wyden with all my heart, but he's not a Supercoach option, never has been. I don't think he's averaged over 60 in Supercoach in the past. Uh, And Fogarty is looking good, but, you know, he just just doesn't have the upside uh, of the other players uh, in in the halves positions or even fullback positions via Jules. And Jack Wyden gets all the ball in the halves, so I just Fogarty, there's better options. Question from Mitchie Hines. I'm playing you in the Coffee's Hotel Cup finals this week any advice uh i do mate um sell latrell sell joey manu bring in blake ashford and luke cavell i think they're a couple of good trades that's what i'd be pulling the trigger on mitchie if you are swinging by kuma at all going through to the snow this year drop into coffee's hotel one of the best pubs you'll ever go to in your life drop the code sc playbook and they'll give you a free schooner this is unconfirmed but i'd like to think they would uh guys question from pincho would you go Desi Luttrell or Burton for Nathan Cleary? Um, I would go Luttrell. Uh, I just think he's got the bigger upside. Um, Burton's looking good, but um, he didn't score too well last week against a pretty easy team. So hmm. you know he, he might step up for the tougher games, Burton. Whereas Luttrell, you just know that he's going to come out and slap a big score on this week um, against much easier opposition. Good question here from Ashley um, Ads, and it's, am I crazy playing Isaiah Tass over the likes of May, Tungo, and Kikau this week? And I'll throw another one into that, and it's Tane Milne who's come into the side. Would you play, if you were a Tass or Milne owner, would you play him over the Panthers boys? Oh, that's an interesting one. Isn't it? Like Souths against the Warriors, I mean, I guess that gives you an option. But I, I mean, you, I, I probably still wouldn't, but I can understand why someone might, but I'd because you're kind of talking matchup up against Supercoach pedigree. I think the Panthers guys are considerably better Supercoach players, but Tass and Mill have the better draw. But I just think you'd be hoping to jag a couple of tries for those South guys. I'm just not sure I'd go for it. So I'd probably stick with the Panthers, but yeah. Mm, yep. Uh, lucky last one, Desi from Anthony Lickiadello, hopefully got that one right. Uh, good fan of SC Playbooks. So I need to work that out. Uh, would you sell Cody Walker for Adam Dewey? He says both have good matchups this week, but both have tough runs home. Cody's looking a bit softer now with the Panthers with no Cleary and Luai and Para no Moses. However, still hard to trust compared to Dewey, who seems keen to rip in. So I think we've already said how good Adam Dewey looks. Cody Walker, would you be looking him to move on, uh, move him on to him this week with that good matchup for the Bunnies? Uh, yeah, this week, probably not. I'd probably hold Cody. If you've held him this long, like you have Timmy, I think the week, the, the time to sell Cody was two or three weeks ago, mm. uh, if you were going to sell him. So I would be holding him um, and just paying extras for Dewey next week, I assume. Yeah, too hungry for Cody Walker, repaying the faith uh, for us patient owners this season, this week. Uh, fellas, let's wrap that one up for NRL Supercoach Round 21 of the SC Playbook Podcast. Desi, thank you very much, mate. Cheers, fellas. Ads, cheers. Thanks, boys. Thanks, guys, and good luck in week one of head-to-head finals. Thanks for tuning in.